0: This episode of New Old Friends is brought to you by Mission Bar. Mission Bar, located at 302 North Main Street in Santa Ana, California.
1: Mission Bar, the official sponsor of the New Old Friends
0: podcast. Also, check out our sponsor, Tacos El Gringo.
1: Tacos El Gringo. For daily specials and locations, check them out on Instagram at tacos underscore EL underscore gringo. Get it. Welcome Back, everybody. My name is Joseph. You can check me out on Instagram at Joseph Padilla Official.
0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Uh, this is Mikey or Mike. Catch me on Instagram at Mike underscore IZL.
1: Mm. So, what did you think about our guest, uh, Lizzie?
0: Dude, she was uh, super awesome. She's uh, she really cool. Um, I like the way she carried herself. Her uh, tattoos are really, really nice, dude. They're really good. Yeah, the, the letters are, like, nice and bold. But, um, yeah, dude, she was awesome. Was, you know, my, uh, I had never met her before, so this was, like, my first time meeting her. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the podcast, we went and uh, had some uh, Thai food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's just a good time, good vibes. And uh, I'm really stoked that, you know, she drove all the way from the San Fernando Valley just to come kick it with us, you know? I know, dude, forever grateful.
1: Like, like I told her after, like, if there's anything you need, like, I'm down. Like, anything I can do, you know, just hit me up.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, she said she was gonna do makeup on me. So, Ooh. you know, she, you know, she said she said she'd start doing more videos. And I know a video guy, and, and she, I know a makeup girl now, so we'll make it happen. <laughs> Mikey's gonna be looking all cute on the stories, huh? You know, baby.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, guys. Well, yeah, we uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Um, we kind of go over, you know, her her story, like how she got into makeup and how it is kind of uh, working in the. Um, the entertainment industry and how COVID kind of like threw that whole industry for a loop and, um, how she adapted and how the whole industry adapted.
0: Yeah. I think we touched on a lot of things. We, we bounced around. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Super fun episode. And it was, it was cool. And her, you know, her brother's a champ for kind of sitting there and just listening to us. But, um, yeah, it was super fun and, uh, forever grateful that she came on the, on the podcast to hang out with us.
0: Yeah. I'm stoked that we made it happen. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, ep- enjoy this episode. Uh, you know, again, uh, any feedbacks, always always welcome. And mm-hmm. I hope you, you know, wish you guys nothing but the best. Hope you guys have a great great rest of your week. Dude, my tongue can't talk right now. Oh, gosh, that roofie I gave you, dude. Dude, it's kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, guys, so uh, enjoy the episode. What is up everyone? Welcome back to New Old Friends Podcast. My name's Mike. My name's Joseph. And uh, our guest here today. Can you please introduce yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Lizzie Polanco. What's
0: up, Lizzie? How you doing today?
2: I'm doing good and you?
0: Uh, we're chilling, man. Thank you so much. dare like you. we're chilling, girl. You know? <laughs> that sounds worse, I feel. <laughs> I don't know. Chilling, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for uh, making it out here today. Um, so what's uh Where are you from?
2: I'm from San Fernando Valley, born and raised. Okay.
0: And uh, what's your uh, profession?
2: I'm a makeup artist. Professional makeup artist, as people like to say. I'm very uh, low-key about it, but they're like, no, you're a professional makeup (laughs) artist because you actually work on people. And I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. How long have you been uh, doing makeup for?
2: professionally or when i started picking up a brush
0: like yeah just in general were were you like a a little girl playing with like barbies doing makeup is that how it started or or what how did that uh, passion start
2: um honestly it started from always seeing my mom do her makeup and me ruining her makeup when i would get into it (laughs) on eyeshadow but it kind of started around high school when i was in my senior year that i really started getting into makeup and towards the tail end of my senior year i would show up to school with like bright eyeshadow and eyeliner and you know students would be like oh i like your makeup i don't know how good it was back yeah. then but you know to get that kind of feedback i was like oh maybe i should start doing it on friends for fun and then through there i would just do it for like parties and whatnot and then i actually really considered doing it as a profession when i started looking uh, into going to makeup school when i was 19 mm. but i couldn't afford it at the time and this was you know before youtube tutorials yeah. uh, so you know i would spend hours like at barnes and noble and look through like makeup tutorial books or oh, sure. um, check out books at the library I actually used to work at once so i had always ordered books on how to mm. do makeup techniques and i would practice on myself and on my cousin and and then I was just doing that kind of just as a hobby. Yeah. And then when I went to makeup school, that's really when I realized I could make a living off of it. And it just kinda all took off from there.
0: Okay. What makeup school did you go to?
2: Um, I went through a eve I went to an evening makeup school program that at the time was um part of cinema makeup school, which is out in uh LA. Mm-hmm. And it was a four-month program, and it was like three, four days a week, and it was like four hours in the evening, and I already kind of had a little bit of an upper hand because I was already dabbling in makeup, so I know that my instructor really took notice, and she actually took me under her, her wing and took me to like a couple of jobs, and... It was like a crash course as to what was to come. Yeah. And then she's actually now one of my really, really good friends and my mentor. So if it wasn't for her, I, I don't know if I would have continued following that path. Because it can be discouraging in the beginning, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I'm glad that I didn't give up.
0: Yeah, you could never give up. And, and you know, we, we need cool friends like that that kind of push you and uh, and see something in you and believe in you, you know. Because there's only so much uh, we could cheer our own selves up, you know.
2: Yeah. That motivation is really good.
0: Mm. So was it a struggle uh, going to makeup school? Like were you working and going to school or were you going uh, to school full time?
2: No, I was working and going to school, which is why I took the evening class. Because initially when I took a school, uh, when I took a tour of the school, excuse me, um, it was supposed to be like a nine to five type of thing. But I couldn't afford to leave my job and pay for the school. Mm. So when that... um, other offer was given to me about like oh you know we have an evening course it completely worked out because it gave me enough time to you know leave work and then go to school at night and it was really fun i think out of like the 25 students i think only me and another girl still actually doing makeup for a living
3: oh
1: shit
2: and this was like 11 years ago
1: is that because it's super competitive or just they just couldn't cut it
2: I don't know. I think maybe personal reasons. Mm. And I think also, um it's really different uh, doing makeup on just your friends and family and then having clientele come to you mm. because you also need to, you know, not break under pressure and still maintain your professionalism. yeah, you know, to a certain extent because you know if clients are being really rude, you know,
3: yeah.
2: you're you're not going to want to continue yeah. um, doing their makeup or just make them look ugly.
0: <laughs> so, what are what are some of the crazy stuff that you have encountered with with uh people? You know, you mentioned sometimes they're rude, like or, or or not cracking under pressure. What creates that pressure?
2: Well, it's different because I'm still like in that um, like I still walk that fine line where I still have you know cl- clientele, and then I have um, production clientele, mm-hmm. and so they're both different worlds. Because if I'm being hired by somebody, you know, like a client you know i of course you know i'm super professional most of the time i only take people in now if it's um a really good recommendation Mm -hmm. um but sometimes you know if they're you know having a bad day or something's not coming out the way that they're expecting it in their head yeah um you know they can get a little feisty but i just you know i keep it real in a professional way um, and I tell them, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the photo that you showed me is extremely Photoshopped. So <laughs> I'm just, you know, I like to also give them the proper feedback. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. if something looks extremely Photoshop, as you know, yeah. I'm like, that's not going to translate, you know, face to face. But yeah. Yeah. as far as production, because you're un- in such a time crunch, you know, sometimes I've had to do people's makeup. like 15 people in less than 35 minutes damn your pobre (laughs) manita your little (laughs) hand yeah so i'm just like you know if it wasn't for those things i don't think i would be as quick as i am but sometimes i just you know i've had to tell people i'm like if you want them to look good you'll give me an hour Mm -hmm. but if you want them to sweat their makeup off (laughs) i'm like then that's on you Yeah.
3: yeah
1: it's tough like uh I like that you like keep it real because a lot of people like, especially when I'm like shooting photos or whatever, they're always like, "Oh, you know, ma- you know, make sh- make sure I look good." Like, "Oh, you know, you know, s- smooth this out in post, blah blah." I'm like, I can only do so much before it doesn't even look like you anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm sure you have to ride that fine line of like, dude, I'm not gonna make you look 20 again. You know, I'll get you there close. I get close, yeah, but it's, you're not gonna look that like that way anymore. You know,
0: yeah. I- I was told Joe, yo, bro, make me look buff. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop me, big dog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um,
1: what, so, so your mentor, like, did she? is she from this area too? Or did she, you just met her through the school? or?
2: I met her through the school. She's actually from Chicago, and she moved back about four years ago. Um, but she still has a lot of clientele here. So she was, you know, before COVID, still coming back and forth. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, And she's just super, super amazing. Because I feel like if it wasn't for her guidance, um, I wouldn't have the assertiveness that I feel like um, when I take on, you know, uh, newer makeup assistants, you know, like they're like trembling and I'm like, you can't crack under pressure, you know. I'm like outside of work, like it's me, I'm chill. But at work, I'm like, you have to, you know, you have to be as assertive as you can, even if you're faking it till you make it, because, you know, people will eat you alive. It's kind of like they can smell that fear. Yeah. So I'm like, just have your poker face. And I feel like because my mentor, her name's Nikki, I'm like, she always has that face like, can you cuss on here? Yeah, oh, fuck yeah it. Okay, I like, you can fucking have, like, say whatever yeah. the fuck you want. <laughs> She's like, you know, Shelby's house is don't fuck with me yeah. face. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I'm like, and I feel like, I always have them back in my head, like, would Nikki be disappointed in me if I didn't stand up for myself right now? So it's really worked when some, you know, some people are being just straight up just mean.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, some people get in some weird like power dynamic situations a lot. It's sad, like the the, the few times I've been on like real like uh, TV shows, like sets, mm-hmm. I always like, dude, how the fuck do people still get away with like treating people like this, you know? it's so weird like especially like makeup artists or like the pas and shit like yeah the it's mind blowing the dude it's mind blowing
2: yeah and it sucks so i feel if anything with like covid some of the few jobs that i've decided to take on um you know i it's i've been very selective about what i do take on it's typically people i've already worked with before so they know like my sarcastic dry humor Yeah, and i'm like all right well i need 20 minutes to clean and they're like yeah take your time i'm like hmm i'm like now you respect the makeup artist because it's never usually like that people always look at hair makeup pas and wardrobe as like the lowest of the low but if your talent doesn't look good on camera it doesn't matter how good your lighting and your shot is and like your talent can feel it and yeah. you know they're they're self-conscious in front of the camera so if they can feel themselves sweating and you don't give you know the makeup artist or the hair person the time to go in and touch them up i'm like it's on us and then they don't want you know, that to be released or they mm-hmm. don't promote it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna, I was going to ask you, well, you just mentioned COVID. Uh, so through COVID, is there certain types of makeup or or, or, or like has a process of doing someone's like makeup change? You know, obviously, you know, you have to wear a mask and you don't want it to smear, like the makeup to smear on your face. Like how does that, how does that wearing a mask and makeup and are that like, uh, how is that now, you know?
2: Um, I was already super OCD germ freak to begin with so if anything it's highlighted more the importance of it um as far as like me actually having my own space where nobody else is kind of around just because we don't know if you know somebody were to have it i'm like will it stay in my makeup brushes, even if I like sanitize them yeah. and do everything, you know, according to uh protocols. Um and as far as like LA County regulations go and a lot of the productions that we've been on or I've been on, um, talent already has to come hair and makeup ready. That's not always the case. Wow. Um, but I always do try to make it a point with whomever I'm working with, you know, one, do you feel comfortable me touching you? Um, do you want me to wear gloves? I'll do that. Um and if not, you know, please just come with some sort of a base on something very basic and I'll build on it. Because mm-hmm. even with a mask and a face shield, there's only so much that I can do with the client because um, there's no way to actually perform my job <laughs> six feet apart. So yeah. like, <laughs> that's in the back of my head, I'm just like. Please be negative. Please be negative. But it's been very great that a lot of the things that I've been on, which is why I said I'm very selective right now. Gotcha. Um, we have to go get tested and show that we came back negative in order to take the job. So I think mm-hmm. that's how it should be. And I feel like a lot of productions that are lower budget should definitely not um, put the, you know, their crew at risk just because they want to, you know, film something.
0: Yeah, I, I agree uh how did you get your foot in uh to the production world as far as doing makeup
2: i was thrown into it (laughs) yeah
0: who threw you in there
2: (laughs) nikki (laughs) my mentor um i honestly thought that i just wanted to do glam makeup like bridal makeup and photo shoot and stuff like that that was all yep that was always what i thought that i was gonna do i was like full-on glam all the time and i did do that and then i got a call from nikki my mentor and um she got on board some production like some indie production and she's like i really need you you're really good i trust you i'm like here's your chance to see if you know you want to do production work Mm. and i couldn't pass it up so i said yes and it was like two months being out in a baseball field which is why i don't like baseball (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of summer covering (laughs) dirt and um it was just a crash course of you know Every day is different. Everybody's on edge. Early call times, and I really, really liked it. They were, you know, your typical thirteen-hour days, but I really, really liked it. And it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people have this idea that, like, yeah, I want to work on set, and then you go and you're like, nope, because <laughs> it's a lot of waiting around, which mm-hmm. I think not a lot of people know. It's a lot of waiting around, but when it's go time, and then you know, you see everything kind of come together. It's actually pretty cool. It's a cool process. I like being behind the scenes.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah,
1: same. Yeah, like uh like when I was in school I mainly studied like post production. But then obviously like once I graduated you have to there's not a lot of post production jobs. There's more like, you know, photography or Mm -hmm. shooting videos or whatever. So I learned that just kind of out of necessity. And I definitely like love it. Like being on set is what it's all about, man. Like those long hours. Yeah. where You're collaborating with people from different departments, and like you just like uh, networking and stuff. Like it's cool to be like to see what goes into like a 20 second clip. Exactly. You know, on TV or whatever, you're like, dude, I was yeah. there, I did that. About, yeah, you know? people like, don't so know cool.
2: sometimes like those 20 second clips or one minute commercials are actually like three days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like three Yeah, three days and it's like a hundred and some people
0: sometimes. Yeah. It's like,
1: what the hell,
2: dude? Yeah. Crafty table. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Hell <laughs> what,
0: yeah. What's a crafty table? That's uh, where all the food is and stuff. <laughs> Ooh. All the snacks. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they have mm-hmm. good snacks?
2: It depends on the yeah. budget. Okay. But one thing that I feel everybody can agree on that's ever been on a production is uh, Welch's fruit snacks bomb they slap (laughs) (laughs) we need some of those slapping snacks in the (laughs) studio (laughs) we're fucking up dude yeah
0: that's tight oh yeah so um i was gonna say what's your style of makeup um like what sets you apart from i because i i feel like i have a uh a lot of lady friends that are makeup artists Mm -hmm. but like what's the difference or what sets one apart from the other or what's your like specialty
2: um as far as doing makeup on other people yeah um. Honestly, I would definitely say my specialty is men's grooming, which is uh, makeup that really scared me when I was in makeup school, um, because you can easily make a male or a person that identifies as male look very overly done or look like they have nothing on. And when you get them in front of, you know, the camera and the lighting, um, you know, you can make them, like I said, you can make them look like way too glamorized or, you know, you lose the dimension in their bone structure, Mm -hmm. excuse me, bone structure. So for me, men's grooming is mainly what I actually get hired to do. And it's my specialty and I really love it. And I feel like to this day, you know, sometimes when I'm double booked or I can't take on a job and it's a male client asking to book me for something, you know, my um, assistants, you know, in the beginning they were like, I've never done that before. Like, I'm gonna do it i on uh, my boyfriend to try it. And I'm like, it's easy. I'm like, you know, just, you know, make sure that they don't look like, you know, back in the day, how before HD existed, like the newscasters, yeah. some of them still to this day, like they have that full on contour <laughs> cause they're stuck in that era and you can see it. And I know I always point that out to my brother. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's wearing too much makeup. He's got too much bronzer on. But your, your that- brother
0: is wearing too much makeup. No, I'm I don't know. He looks great. <laughs>
2: no, he won't let me put makeup on him. Worst no. thing. Uh, when I was doing the effects portion of my schooling, he had to sit for like six hours and I had to put a bald cap. And he's like, "I'm never doing this shit again."
0: <laughs> Hence the long hair now.
2: Huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for you guys listening, uh, her brother's here. He came to the studio. He's just kind of chilling and being a, being a team player.
2: Yeah, he is. <laughs>
0: So how, how many uh, siblings do you have?
2: Just my brother. Yeah? Yeah. Who's older? I am. Um, yeah? Who looks older.
0: <laughs> well, he has facial hair, so <laughs> 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 he does. Don't get me wrong. If you had facial hair, then you'd probably look older. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you guys are both uh, born and raised in the San Fernando Valley, you said? Yeah. Awesome. Where are your parents from?
2: They're from El Salvador. Okay. Mm.
0: Both of them? both of
2: them <laughs> yes both of them <laughs>
0: awesome um so what was it like growing up in the Sanfer- uh, san fernando valley
2: um i mean i grew up in the 90s early 2000s right that was my childhood and you know back then uh you know the the neighborhood where we grew up wasn't necessarily the most ideal um and we also you know Grew up in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood, so we definitely assimilated. And I'm, I'm gonna go on record and say we love Mexican food more than Salvador. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, <laughs> I'm done with pupusas, you know,
2: like <laughs> a pupusa taco hybrid. Oh yeah. my,
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, but
2: you know, back then, uh, I mean, I feel like things now kind of have changed. Where like businesses like Starbucks, like that, will never be in our neighborhoods. Mm. 20 years ago and you know had a lot of working class um immigrant community which i think is really beautiful because you always see how people are always hustling and working hard no no matter what yeah um and you know i kind of miss you know when people would go cruising down the main boulevard and jam up the streets and see all the cool lowriders and cars so that's you know those are my memories of growing up but with you know living in la and greater la you know people obviously that would like to own homes are starting to move into those parts of town. So you're kinda like, hmm, are you gonna gentrify my neighborhood? So that's always in the back of my head, you know, where I'm yeah. like, if you come into these parts of the valley, you know, be part of the culture, not against it.
1: Yeah, embrace it. Yeah. Mm, we try to preserve something, you know? Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's happening here a little bit too. It's just build- old buildings are getting bought out and they're gonna be like 500, 600,000 you know? Yeah, combos, and it's scary you know? because it's I-
2: crazy. I also feel like, you know, growing up, you know, especially uh, attending LAUSD schools, you're not taught about financial literacy. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because, yeah, you want to have stuff come into your neighborhood that you don't have to go out to another town and, you know, get. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it sucks because it's like then you do see other people moving into your neighborhoods and buying up stuff and people that have been renting there for years have to unfortunately move out. So it's like, I feel like it's also like we need to have some sort of outreach in our communities to educate people.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it is bittersweet, you know, cause there's times where like, you know, even here in our, in our downtown Sanana, we had a lot of like boutiques, the wedding boutiques, quinceañera boutiques. Yeah, there, We have that too. Yeah. And it was all cookie cutter, you know, and it was cool. Um, and now, like uh, now, a lot of those shops are closing or moving, and there's other shops coming, and it sucks that you know the people that have been there for a long time, uh, you know, maybe rent went went up higher or they, you know, they kicked them out. I'm not too sure, but it sucks that that's happening. But it's also cool that now there's like we have more people visiting now. Now it's like it's another like another vibe, you know. So it's, like shit, like you don't you don't want that to happen, but also like this is happening. It's, it's like wow, like it's bringing business to the city, you know. So. Like you don't. I have mixed feelings, you know. Like I don't know Same. how to. Like shit. Is it a good? Is it a bad thing? You know. So
2: evolve. You gotta evolve.
0: Yeah. It's it's surprising that to hear that
1: you guys are pretty much like born and raised here, cause I'm a transplant myself. Oh, where are you from? Uh, just Northern California, really. Uh, oh, like uh, Modesto where? area. Okay, I've uh, I've been there. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Stockton. <laughs> uh,
1: two on nine, baby. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just kidding, I'm not hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool to like. I always like meeting people who are like born and raised here because it's it's just hearing their perspective on like what you know people coming in moving in here and stuff, and just seeing how like much it's changed over like the past like even like 20 years. It's pretty. It's cool. Like uh, it's cool to connect with people like that.
2: Yeah, we're definitely as you know because you work on set too. The minority to have natives of SoCal mm-hmm. be on set because it's typically. All transplants
0: yeah that's a trip um i was gonna ask um shit what was I gonna ask you yeah so you mentioned uh like lowriders and you know cruising the boulevard and like cool cars it, did do you ever go to car shows or any any uh like events that have cars
2: not at that time because my parents would be like don't be hanging out with them you're gonna be a chola <laughs> um, said,
0: i better not catch you wearing those hoop earrings <laughs>
2: yeah they would they would not buy me Nike Cortez or Raider stuff, and that was actually banned at my middle school. So that's why, like in our later years, like we wear all of that because it's stuff that, you know, in the back of our head, I'm like, oh, should I be wearing that in the street? You know what I mean? It's like it's still in the back of our head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know now it's it's embraced more, and it's not necessarily tied down to like, oh, that's somebody's block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know now I do you know sometimes uh come across like car shows and then forget to go to it because mainly before covid i was always always working actually our high school had a cool car show um i think sometime in november and we missed it
3: Mm. um
2: but i know in elysian park there's still like a meetup and i was there like three weeks ago so it was really cool to like see all the cars and I yeah. don't know. I'm just. I, I like it. Yeah,
0: that that's the spot out of all places to be at. Just like all all the best riders go out there, and uh, people from all over the world know about that park. You know. People yeah,
2: that's the spot. From, yeah,
0: people from Japan. They're like, Oh hell yeah! You know, like they want to come visit. You know, so th- that's dope. Uh, was it like was it just like a regular car show or was it like, uh, was it a special event or they just put them together at the I park? I think
2: it was something impromptu. Actually, my best friend, her dad is part of a car club i call it, i think the smurfs or something like that because they have like the little beetle cars oh, oh. nice yeah. yeah and they always meet up at the local diner and through hers when i find out about like car shows but haven't yet been able to go to one properly but yeah it's you know. st-
0: still kind of scary you know Cause, yeah cause sometimes you get like you get a grip of people and you're like oh shit like should i be wearing my mask you know <laughs> they look like a kook wearing a mask like yeah no, it's so weird you know mm.
2: just tell them that you're uh you're sick. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not with COVID. <laughs> I'm the sick one. <laughs> You're
0: sick I'm, on one. Sick one <laughs> I'm on a sick one, dog. I'm on a sick one.
1: That's all <funny.
0: laughs> So uh tell us about your tattoos. You're like fully sleeve, which is pretty rad. Not
2: quite yet. I just have big pieces. Oh, okay. But um it's a work in progress because uh the two main artists whose work I really like they're actually not from here. And uh, so, you know, again, pre-COVID, it's like I was constantly working, so I wouldn't allow myself the time, you know, to take time off. Because anytime I would take like three, four days off, I would get a call like, hey, are you available? We need you for this <laughs> and this. And I'd be like, Ugh! Um, But w- one of my artists is in Portland and the other one is in New York City. And they've done uh, probably the work that stands out the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I love getting tattooed. I've been getting tattooed since I was 14. I still have it and I don't, I don't ever plan to cover it up. It's a kind of dating myself here. But it was early 2000s when those little nautical stars were in. Oh, so yeah. I have one on my hip and it was done by... <clears throat> the neighborhood gangster <laughs> and uh my friend's mom found out we got in so much trouble. <laughs> uh, <shit. laughs> or she got in so much trouble. <laughs> she got it too, or what? She got it too. Oh, man. Matching. Matching. She's still my best friend of twenty years. Damn. She still has it? She didn't she cover it. She still has it. Nope.
0: Damn, badge of honor, huh? Yep, that's sick. So, what's up, Imagine tattoos, Joe? <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Dude, I got I got virgin
2: skin.
1: Yeah, now. we got
0: bro. Like the time to get tattoos is now. Uh, just, <laughs> you want to sh- you want to show them off, you know? Oh, okay. uh, like my buddy's dad, he's like fully sleeved, and his uh, skin's all like wrinkly now, you know. So you can't really tell what it is. But last time he like stretched his skin, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like, you got some dope ass work on you, you know? <laughs> he rolled out the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. that's fucking hilarious. No, it's like at that point, I'm like, shit, I should have gotten tattoos like way younger. You it's know?
2: never too late, but the pain tr- uh, threshold does uh, increase as you get older. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. So I was right. Just the time is now. Why the time talking? is now. <laughs> and once you
2: start, you just you start thinking, like, oh, that's I want what this, I want of. that.
1: I'm so afraid of getting like addicted to it. Yeah. I, I know I will. I know I will. It's like not an
2: it addiction, it's art it. appreciation. Yeah. On your skin. It's true.
0: Um, I think it's it to a point like where that. when you're like, "Hey, like, do I want more tattoos or do I want to travel somewhere?" You know.
2: <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you get.
0: Yeah, because you're you have like big pieces, and I, I know like big pieces are like more expensive. You know, so mm-hmm. that's that's sick. What's the um, majority of your tattoos like? What uh, are are they inspired by something, or are you just like the artwork? Or
2: um, I've always liked American traditional tattoo. Mm -hmm. And I really, really, really love roses. Um, So that's kind of mainly what I'm covered in Mm -hmm. and, you know, different artists' interpretations of it. Mm -hmm. But it does have a theme, which is all kind of like traditional tattoo as far as like the color scheme and all of that. But I do have, you know, some random fun ones like my pizza, Simpsons donut. Can I see your pizza one? Right there.
0: Yeah, that is sick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then um, my mentor, the one that lives in Chicago, we got matching tattoos before she left mm-hmm. it's coffee and then you know here's the chicago flag star and then the palm tree for la
0: yeah <laughs> damn, that's sick so what's next uh it looks like your arms you run out of space so and do like
2: no i still have space oh, it's just okay. in the most tender spots so i've been avoiding that yeah
0: like ah oh, shit
2: i have my knee tattooed it's just not finished because it really really hurt i that's the only tattoo i tapped out on yeah how many
0: <laughs> after how many hours did you tap
2: Two hours. But yeah. that's because I have delayed sensation on my knee because I broke it a long time ago. So I couldn't feel the vibration of the needle until like tw- maybe 10 seconds later and I could feel it all the way to the pit of my stomach. So it was making me feel like I was uh-huh. going to throw up. So I, was, I tapped out. I don't know if I'll ever get it done, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want one anymore. <laughs> and oh, I'm on, actually thinking
2: it. of getting my stomach tattooed
0: next. Yeah, I heard that's <laughs> like really tender and It hurts the moist right there. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, like, I have a couple of my friends, I won't call them out, but they started, like, some <laughs> tattoos, like, on their chest or stomach, and they're like, hell no, like, I'll go later, like, they're <laughs> they're not thrilled to, like, get them done, you know?
2: Oh, it's supposed to be a very tender spot, but we'll see.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore, guys.
2: <laughs> don't be afraid. Actually, your wrist hurt the most. In my yeah. opinion, that's my most painful tattoos. Yeah, what's crazy
0: about a tattoo, I feel like uh, your body's sensitive in different areas, right? Like if someone touch you somewhere, you're like, oh, that's not bad. But then they poke you somewhere, like, you get ticklish or something. Mm-hmm. With the same thing when you're getting tatted, like when it hits a certain spot, like holy shit, like it's just crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: But don't let it deter you from getting tattooed. Yeah, I was
1: supposed to get uh, like a pretty much like a half sleeve when I graduated college. And then I just like went straight into working for the city. And they were like, uh-huh. super against it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you know, when I get a new job, I'll do it and, like mm-hmm. two years later. And then I moved down here and I just never did it. Cause I had like a friend who's a, well, he still is a tattoo artist and he's like, hey man, like let's trade work for work. Like, yeah, you know, like make me a portfolio and I'll just do whatever you want, you know, for free or whatever. And uh, yeah, I just never got around to it. You man. ranked it, huh? huh? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Do you do that too? Do you like do a lot of like, w- like trades? Like, like oh, I'll do the makeup for your wedding if you blah, blah or something
2: not anymore but if somebody does present me with an offer that i can't pass up i definitely consider it but it definitely has to kind of be in the realm of um what my rate would be yeah. um and and same goes to them cuz uh, you know at this point i you know definitely have very specific clientele so it's n- you know nobody like in the beginning of my career that was just starting now was t- which was like trade for portfolio mm. now it's like oh you know I'll help you with your website, or I'll edit this for you, like you were saying, mm. or um, you know, I'll give you, I'll pay for all this makeup if you just come over and teach me how to do it, type of thing.
3: Mm.
0: It's not too shabby.
2: Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, it's good to have a net- network of like creative friends like that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah let's. Uh, I wanted to ask you about some experiences that you've had with some other clients. Like, what are some crazy requests that you've gotten before, as far as like uh, makeup?
2: crazy request, um man i kind of stumped on that one no, it's like it has, <laughs> has someone's like
0: oh yo like maybe for halloween like yo make me look like a fucking werewolf or
2: oh you know what three years ago um my really good friend's brother-in-law who's like a huge comic book uh connoisseur he was coming down to comic con and he lives in new jersey and um he wanted to be like a very nobody kill me because i'm not that great with all comics but some like character in the batman universe that i would have no idea who it is um but it was very specific and he you know was hell bent on being that and it was like head-to-toe makeup which i hadn't really done in a while so it's you know it's like kind of riding a bike you kind of in the beginning you're kind of rusty yeah so i was kind of nervous but he was so excited about it he's never had makeup done in his life and it was you know like a bald cap and like prosthetics and everything and my friend that lives in san diego i hired her to assist me and um we got to his you know hotel like at 5 a.m because he wanted to be there as soon as the doors open and he wanted me to shave his back (laughs) 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 i was like (laughs) <laughs> I was like, sorry about uh, that no. <laughs> so I'm, it's not really makeup but I'm just kind of like how about you just just, l- just, just go back. get I that wax it, yeah. tomorrow yeah yeah
0: <laughs> like how do you even ask someone? hey uh, can you shave my back
2: because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's again it's an like older gentleman who didn't I think didn't think that through Yeah. and I was like mm, I don't really do that and you know I don't want to be held liable if I accidentally like cut them or something yeah (laughs)
0: that is a weird request (laughs) but it sounds like it was it was a big job so when it was all said and done like how did it turn out
2: oh it was really cool because he was working like a booth of Mm -hmm. um some company I, i wouldn't remember what it was but a lot of people were actually coming up to him asking for photos damn so that was pretty cool and then you know i've had requests from when i used to work for this um lifestyle company um this really beautiful boy asked me to uh, bronze his ass, so I did. Joseph,
3: <laughs> again,
0: sorry about
2: that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was an underwear bottle, and he's all like, "Can you please even me out?" And I was like, "Sure."
0: <laughs> did you did you go at it with a brush, or do you have like a air, like an airbrush, or like a?
2: Um, I had disposable stuff, okay. so I, you know, I just went in there. <laughs> so I'm gonna use the.
0: Uh, the hand pin on this one. Damn, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just... Oh, man. I'm, it's crazy. <laughs> that's the kind of cool
1: stuff you see on set, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just, like, walking through. You're like, okay, all right. It's, like, in that room, you're like, all right, that's yeah, cool. You you know, have whatever. to cover up bruises uh, from
2: you know the adult performers that I also work with which I feel like a lot of makeup artists like don't like going on the record saying that they work in that industry too because they you know they're like oh I'm going to get blacklisted but we're in a time where it's like that is normal work you know mm-hmm. it is also entertainment you know and it's a billion dollar entertainment yeah. i'm like so you know i've had to cover up a lot of bruises there too mm-hmm. <laughs> damn in yeah, certain kind areas of
1: interesting cuz like when i first graduated I was gonna apply for a job in San Francisco and it was in, basically I would edit porn. Yeah, And uh, I talked to one of my friends cause I was like, I was already going through the process. It was like 80K starting off. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm set. Like I live in San Francisco. You know, at that time San Francisco wasn't as expensive as it is yeah. now. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, you know, like- You, were, you were editing porn, to... bro? I was going to, oh, and okay. then a buddy of mine who, who was working in the industry at the time was like, hey bro, like, like they don't like that kind of shit like on like your resume. But this was, like, maybe, like, 10 years ago. Taboo and Naughty. Yeah, it was super taboo. Yeah, and I was just like, well, fuck, okay.
2: Yeah, so you know where I'm coming from. But to me, it sucks because out of all the sets I've ever worked with, uh, by far being on a, um, you know, working with adult performers is by far the most professional, respectful set I've ever been on. And, you know, I don't get to stay for that. I just strictly just get the talent ready and go. And, you know, they always are like, oh, my God, you're, you know, the nicest person ever. And I'm like, do you not get treated with dignity and respect? I'm like, you're the paying client here. Yeah, you're a customer. Yeah. And it's so interesting because obviously, you know, all, you know, at least in my eyes, all the people that I always see shaming anybody that like knew sex workers or, you know, was open about, um, knowing sex workers are working in that all of a sudden you see them all like subscribe to my only fans i'm like you're not getting my money bitch <laughs>
0: yeah all of a sudden that is so
2: yeah that is so lots true. of shade thrown their way because it's yeah. true it's like you know it's only convenient for you
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when you want to make easy money but it's a real job and it's hard because you know you get creepy people you get stalkers you know Whenever I would get tagged in work, I would get like creepy messages like, Can you please tell blah 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 that I was at you know, Coffee Bean and I I was there like trying to talk to her and give her my like creepy stuff. So I'm like that's why I like lay very low online sometimes because you you get those kind of people
0: yeah you never know yeah
1: yeah it's people like follow you and they see your your like daily life and they feel like they know you like we're best friends right yeah so when they see you in person it's like dude what the hell yeah. is going on
0: yeah mm. it's pretty wild Yeah. so in your line of work you do uh you you, you do like you do weddings like a makeup for weddings as well
2: here and there um it's kind of like a personal thing for me where i always want to do like one or two weddings a year because now to me that's fun Mm -hmm. because i don't really get to do that and um this year i had two clients booked uh for wedding work and that were like highly recommended to me but unfortunately that had to be postponed um but i really really enjoy it versus before when it's like oh it's good money but you know, the bridezilla stuff is true.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, buddy. Sometimes it's not even the bride, it's like the bride's mom. It's the
2: bride's mom, they're like, beefy. I've had dude. to like-
0: Choke someone out? Have a
2: therapy session where I'm like, please don't cry because then your makeup's gonna get ruined oh, and damn. it does and I have to start over. I had a full on, I was assisting one of my friends one time where like she went at it with la cuñada and they were like straight up fighting in the church. <laughs>
0: tight sounds like a novella
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man i've
1: man I've, I've seen groomsmen throwing bows at each other when i was shooting weddings like dude it's so weird man people get so heated at weddings it's like it's a day of love guys what's
0: going on here yeah <laughs> just a
2: yeah. and then throw a party yeah
0: exactly yeah just have a good time and kick it mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. i like weddings uh, I hate to admit, but uh, I I get teary, you know, when they say I do. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your line of work, you said every, you try to do two weddings a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else like does your work consist of?
2: Um, mainly, it's it it is mainly production work. That's mainly where my network is. Um but i also feel now with covid um it's kind of pushing me to do more like photo shoot work Mm -hmm. which you know in the past i would not disregard but i'd be like nah, i don't want to do that and now i realize like oh this is really fun i forgot what this is like and it's really cool to actually get that um those images back versus like on set you know a lot of the times you can't you know get those images unless you get uh permission from production or the studios which you know, sometimes it's like you gotta go on YouTube and find it and take like a screenshot to yeah. prove that you worked on it besides a call sheet. Mm-hmm. So it's also been fun um, doing photo shoot work because I've also have gotten to be really creative again versus before. Um, a lot of my work, like I said, is men's grooming, so it's you know very like um, camera ready makeup. And you know, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot that you know I was I'm able to do like all these artistic looks.
0: Yeah, you're good at doing makeup. Are or- does that mean you're good at painting and drawing as well?
2: Not good at drawing. Uh, better at painting, but I haven't really taken the time to get into that. Um, and it can get kind of frustrating because I feel like since I'm so used to working with, you know, somebody's face and bone structure, if I have a canvas in front of me, I realize like, oh yeah, I just paint. I paint very flat. <laughs> yeah, just
0: no <laughs> dimension.
2: No dimensions. I remember. Uh, I was pursuing a degree in art years ago before I went to makeup school and I remember his name was Mr. Sarconi. He would always yell at me. He'd be like, "2 two, two and 3 point perspective." And I'm like, "I don't understand that." <laughs>
0: You're like, "Fucking English, please."
2: Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> "I just paint flat."
0: Yeah. So what do you what do you enjoy the most about paint, uh, painting people's faces?
2: Um seeing them light up and have their confidence really show. It truly really, um That never gets old and it's never going to get old um, because I just feel like, you know, people whose profession is to be on camera, um, there's so much pressure on them to always look good. Yeah. And, you know, depending on what might be going on in their personal life or like if we're doing like back to back days of shooting, I mean, it gets to you, you don't really get to sleep yeah. and imagine have to, having to be the talent on camera yeah. and looking like you haven't slept. So, you know, <laughs> when they put their trust in you that you're gonna make them look mm-hmm. like they've just came back from vacation and they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Or like, I could never, you know, make myself look like this in a million years. Like to me, that's what makes it worth it.
0: Yeah. Mm. it's pretty rad. I've I've seen pictures of like before and after like like where it's like no makeup and makeup. I'm like holy shit. Like makeup it just it, it just it, it's cool, you know? It just it, it brings more definition, you know? And I think it's cool that it makes people feel a certain way like oh hell yeah, like I feel like a million bucks, you know? So Yeah. To I, I don't know to to me it's like the equivalent equivalent of getting like a fresh haircut like oh, okay, cool, you know? I feel pretty nice. Let's go, you know. Yeah,
2: kind <laughs> of cuz you know, I've done like a lot of like um Uh, like internal company work for a lot of um heads of like really big companies and you know they have like all the vps they're like just like filming them like oh you're getting makeup put some lipstick on them and you know like when we're done um filming you know i have to chase after them because i'm like i need to take your makeup off and they're like no i'm gonna keep it on i'm gonna see if my wife notices yeah like and then they (laughs) like it so i'm like it's kind of cool
0: yeah, I was on the, on a set one time, and uh, we got there, and, and they're really cool. You know, they sat us down, uh, like the prep room, whatever they call it. The, the makeup room? The makeup room, and they're like, they sat me down. They like, hey, do you want me to put makeup on you? And I was like, shit, I've never worn makeup. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, fuck it, throw makeup on me. And I remember, like, she had, like when she was putting it on, it felt good. It's like, oh, shit, like, it feels It's soothing. like a little
2: massage, right? Yeah,
0: it felt super soothing. And then, like, as it is, like, I have really oily skin, you know? And I was like in front of like the camera and like the lights were hitting me, and
2: so it was ho- making you look shinier.
0: No, I wouldn't. No? No, I, I looked. Are, n-
2: you were you were matte.
0: Yeah, I was matte. I was like hell yeah, I, I'm digging this matted look, you know. <laughs> and same thing, like like the chicks, like hey, like when it was over, I, when it, it was all said and done, she's like, do you want me to take off your makeup? I'm like nah, just leave it. You know? Did you
2: wash it off at night?
0: Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, wash it good, off at good. Night. <laughs> 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 yeah, that. Imagine going to bed with makeup.
2: <laughs> it well, happens sometimes. Yeah. I wake up looking like I'm in a Norwegian. Uh, Metal band, wider <laughs> <laughs> smeared everywhere. Uh, you got
0: itchy somewhere, so you scratch. And <laughs> yeah,
2: and I'm like, mm, whatever. Mm.
0: But yeah, have you ever had makeup on, Joe? And don't lie, bro. Uh,
1: just for like Halloween, like costumes. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Like v- character makeup. Yeah, yeah, but nothing like. Like I've pull never on be- men's grooming. Nah, because I've never been in front of the camera. I'm kinda shy like that. I'm just a little shy boy.
2: <laughs> I am too. Which is why I said yes to this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's dope. Uh, it's funny that you like mentioned that cause that was kind of one of like my personal reasons to start the podcast is cause I'm very like shy and I want to be able to like start a conversation with somebody at a coffee shop or like, yeah. and it not feel really, really awkward to me, you know? So it's, um, I totally know where you're coming from and it definitely has helped a little bit for sure. And then being around this guy who like, Anywhere you go, extrovert,
2: like, introvert. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I keep eating, hitting the mic. Toss short. Yeah. It's like going
0: anywhere with Mike. It's like,
2: hey,
1: Mike, what's up? Oh, what's up, Primo? Blah, blah. I'm just like, damn, Mike, you know, everybody here. What, nah,
0: just born and raised in, born and raising in Sanana. You know, like there's a lot of people you wanna school with or. Mm. You you go you go eat tacos at the same truck and uh, they're like yo give up Mikey you know <laughs> hey, <what's> like,
2: up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. and people say, like, hey do you come here often like, nah not really they're, yeah, my, they're that's my second m- <laughs> time <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> they're my homies
2: local celebrity <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: local yeah taco eater <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah so um, yeah this whole podcast just started because of, cause of Joseph you know um, uh, he just wanted to uh, start something cool and. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm done to do it, you
2: know? So here we are. You know? I think that's great. You guys have good chemistry. Because I never would have known if you hadn't said that, you know, that you're doing it to just, you know, put yourself out there more. Mm. And I know you know where I'm coming from where it's like we're so behind the scenes, you know what I mean? That it's kind of like in my head, you know, all bougie. I'm like, I'm not going to be around people if I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when, you're, when you said that, I'm like, you know what? I always not always, but I've turned down several people and they're like, come on my podcast. And I'm just like, no, no, no. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well do it. Maybe there's interest in it. Mm. That's pretty cool. The experience is cool. It's kind of like, you know, when we shot, you know, that tutorial thing, I was super nervous because I'm not, it's one thing to take selfies and post them. And it's another thing to like be in front of the camera and lights and, you know, people watching you. Mm-hmm. it it makes my anxiety go through the roof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you did super good on that shoot. Thank like, you. Like everything like I was very surprised like well spoken like um you know you're you're good on the on the mic like the levels were good. It was it was I I felt like you've done it a bunch of times.
0: And then after <laughs> the fact you're like no, not really. No, I it was really my, I was like what the hell? My
2: first and only time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Have you done anything like that ever since?
2: Not like that, but there's been times where I've been put as an extra in some of the things that we're doing, and it, even though it's like not a speaking part or anything like that, it's like I'm just nervous because I'm like I have to remember like oh there's my mark there's my mark yeah and I'm like how do these actors <laughs> do it like on top of memorizing lines and you know whatever that they have to do mm-hmm. and I'm just like here like oh my god okay okay <laughs> when they do that hand motion that that means I have to like throw my seat back it's just yeah. it's not for me yeah. yeah. It's not for me. That's I, what
1: I love about like watching like bloopers. Right, uh, you can see, you can find a bunch of videos online, like on YouTube, of like extras being extra. Yeah, so, like they're drinking out of a cup, but yeah. you can tell they're not really <laughs> drinking out of it. Yeah, it's just like it's a whole compilation video. There's of, like, always hilarious. that one
2: extra on set that they want to they want to make sure that they get noticed. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's funny, and sometimes you're like, all right, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
1: super noticeable. Yeah. 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 yeah, Like there's a there's one in like one of the James Bond films where a guy's like sweeping in the background but it, like, it never touches the ground,
0: but it's just going hard, you know? It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll
2: have to check that one out. Yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, um, when COVID happened, mm-hmm. did work slow down for you as well?
2: It did. I actually was on a shoot that had to shut down.
0: No. Wow. Um,
2: and it was already kind of weird because this was like, kind of you know when it's like the numbers started going up but we didn't really know the severity of it it was yeah. more like we were all like in panic mode when people were you know going right. out and fighting for toilet paper yeah. which i kind of miss
0: i threw down for a couple of rolls you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> the good ones are like the ones that you have to like roll <laughs> up yeah, yeah, to yeah. <laughs> right
0: okay okay i I threw, down for the, I threw down for the kirkland baby wipes right <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a good fight to have dude (laughs) yeah right
2: (laughs) i lost lost. (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) So it was during that during that time (laughs) it was during that time and you know there wasn't anything as far as regulations went about wearing masks Mm -hmm. so i mean looking back at it i'm like oh we were all taking a risk you know what i mean being on set with still like the normal amount of crew and talent and in very, like, tight spaces. Um, So, you know, now, you know, going back to sets, kind of like, you know, skeleton crew. It's, like, only really, like, the main people that need to be there. So it's just been very interesting, but it kind of sucks because, you know, my whole industry has pretty much been, you know, impacted, halted, and, you Mm -hmm. know, going back to earlier how – you know in this industry it's mainly all transplants like that's when it makes me realize like you know i'm very lucky to be from here because i've already had a couple of people in my network that have had to move out mm-hmm. and go back home and that's when i'm like damn that really sucks you yeah, know because mm-hmm. it's like there's really no work nobody's like really hiring so
0: yeah there's no weddings there's no parties there's nothing going on no, you and know? there
2: shouldn't be yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah it was definitely weird because like even
1: like you know the freelance world got hit even harder because they didn't have the whole edd unemployment thing in the beginning you know they're getting screwed hard yep yep which Mm. is
2: why um like for me i just always love working and being around makeup and like a little known thing that not a lot of people know outside of my circle is i actually still freelance for a lot of makeup brands because you know also like another thing i think people don't uh think about is when you're on set and you're the makeup artist you it gets pretty lonely i mean you're not gonna talk to the camera dudes about makeup they don't care about that they're talking about you know lenses or like movies and whatever so it's like for me i would do that on the side like some weekends here and there working like events um being around other makeup artists you know and just like ah playing with makeup and glitter and mm-hmm. all of this and all of that so if it wasn't for that i would have been screwed with unemployment
0: damn yeah um that's rough well, who are some of the other makeup artists in the industry that you look up to that you're like oh how hey, that that girl gets down or that guy gets down at doing makeup
2: um i really 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 love alex box she's based in i forget what she's based out of but she is a makeup artist that is like what i consider like super makeup artistry like her work is amazing has been recreated a lot of times um By people that I feel like they just saw an image and didn't know it was her. Yeah. Um, She's extremely talented and she's, you know, really normalized, um, you know, being, you know, a career woman and having a family, which I feel not that it gets looked down on for like the women that are makeup artists and have kids, but it's more like, hey, you know, work life balance, which is something that I feel like once the world gets back to normal. it really needs to be put into perspective work-life balance. I really love her work. I also really love um, this makeup artist. She's based in New York. Her name is uh, Danessa Myricks.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Her work is impeccable. And I actually had the opportunity to meet her a couple of years ago at an event. And I was like, you know, I love your work. The photography is so on point. She's like, oh, I do all of that. She's like, I do the makeup, the photography, and the styling. And I'm like, Mm. (gasps) damn,
1: that's fucking tight.
2: And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah. She's like, I just love sharing my work. Mm. And, you know, it's people like that where I'm like, I want to get to that level at at some Mm. point. If, you know, I I put myself out there enough, but I'm pretty antisocial, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, the the, the good thing is, at least, you know, you want to do something, you know, mm-hmm. some people, some people that don't know what they want to do, then those are the people that don't do anything. But at least you're like, you know enough that you want to do something. So just got to strive for it, you know?
2: Yeah. I got to do it.
0: Yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you what, what makes a good, a good makeup, makeup versus bad makeup job on somebody? Like, cause I don't know shit about makeup. Yeah. So like, like what, what makes a good makeup versus bad makeup job?
2: Um, I mean, that's obviously open to interpretation, but for me, it would be, um, really knowing how lighting works mm-hmm. and camera angles, because it's one thing to like, see really pretty makeup online and then doing it on somebody and it photographs really bad. Shit. Sure. Cause I've unfortunately, you know, and it's not to talk down on anybody cause I feel everything could be a learning experience. Of course. Um, I <coughs> had, you know, somebody that was very eager to come into the production world that does really great, pretty makeup and posts that kind of makeup online. And I was, you know, I wanted to give him a shot and I got a text from the producer saying, you know, with a picture from the monitor and it's like, don't ever bring him back. And I think what happened was, you know, he was only familiar with uh, working with like a ring light and not like lights all around you. Uh So the person that, they ended up doing makeup on had like extreme highlight underneath <laughs> and that does not translate well when you're working with cameras you know versus like you know a selfie and a ring light mm. so to me that's kind of where it lies just really knowing how to work with different um skin tones uh skin texture um and again just knowing lighting basics
0: mm-hmm. damn I-, I had no idea mm. Yeah, it makes a big difference. So th- that that being said, let's say Joe all of a sudden after this podcast is done, say you know what, fuck it, I want to do makeup. What am <laughs> <out> my YouTube? <laughs> yeah, YouTube. What you, What are some steps that you recommend for someone that wants to get into makeup and uh, and and that are tuning into this podcast? Because you know, like you kick ass at it. Like, what are some advice that you could give to them?
2: Um, first of all, uh, know how to properly sanitize everything. Yeah, sanitation is key. And there's no excuse anymore at this point, because believe it or not, there was still some people um, in our industry. And also, you know, as far as like uh, people that get hired to do like weddings or quinceañeras or special occasions or even like at the malls or, you know, Sephora, Mac, whatever that are using dirty brushes on the next client. Um, So definitely hygiene is key, because if you give somebody pink eye, you know. And you're not insured
0: yeah
2: uh they're gonna come for you <laughs>
0: pink eye is a big deal huh
2: it really is that's crazy. um always wash your hands sanitize have you know a kit of sanitation tools disposable stuff um have you know a separate makeup kit um as far as like brushes um spatulas because you don't want to go in there double dipping i've seen that one one too many times and to me that's super disgusting like don't
0: do it with your food and don't do it with your yeah
2: don't have food around your makeup station make sure it's 100 percent super clean um and just you know don't feel like you have to start off with really expensive stuff you know have a mixture of good stuff and some inexpensive stuff and i think um it's really good that makeup, I feel, is more popular than ever. Because I know when I started, it was really hard to build a kit, mm-hmm. which is why I decided to work at Sephora. Because, you know, they wouldn't pay you that well, but they kind of compensated by, you know, giving you tons of free makeup. Yeah. And so if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have had the kit that I had when I started. But um, because makeup is so popular, like I said, um, a lot of brands that are um, more affordable now also rival really expensive brands, yeah. you know? Cause they want to compete, you know? It's mm-hmm. so not everybody has the money to buy all of that. It's mm-hmm. definitely an expense. And I feel that's something that a lot of people are not aware of, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> like when they look at my kit and they look at all the stuff, they're like, oh, they're like, ah, that that's expensive. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's not to be like, oh, you know? Yeah, I only use the best, but it's like sometimes there's certain things that you know you have to have in your kit.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like a mechanic and it's tools. You know, like tools are freaking expensive. Yeah, like when you open up a toolbox, like it's someone that doesn't know about tools. Oh, they're just tools. But me, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So I guess it goes the other way too with makeup. Like, look at your makeup bag. Oh, I just see makeup. You know?
2: Yeah, because sometimes you'll you'll get requests. You know, especially you know on set, you're like oh you know, can you do this and this? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not in my kit. So I have to go out and buy it. You have to reimburse it. And yeah. then they're like, it was how much for that? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You need the right tools. Like even like a tool box is super expensive, you know, yeah, to put your tools in. So yeah. it's like, um, yeah, I think it's important to have like a good, like you're saying, like not, not, when you're starting off not to have like something that's super expensive like Mm -hmm. not just be like what's the best thing out there i'm gonna buy that because you have to learn the the fundamentals first yeah
2: absolutely color theory is definitely another thing i want to throw in there because i feel like not a lot of people know about that because you know when you go on youtube you're like oh yeah i can do that but is that going to translate on somebody that has dual skin tone or that has texture skin tone yeah you know, it's like, it's not a one size fits all either, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, you that's, have to
2: really learn how to do makeup on all skin types and skin tones. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what's gonna uh, separate you from, you know, a good artist to an expert. And I think eventually, you know, somebody that wants to really take that as a career and build clientele, you always want to become an expert, but always stay learning, you know, cause makeup, you know, there's always trends in makeup. Mm-hmm. So always, you know, stay on top of that too.
0: What's the trend in makeup right now? Like what do people request the most?
2: I don't know about requests to be honest with you, but I know what I've seen like online is uh there's been a resurgence of more like <clears throat> fresh face makeup. And I don't I started seeing that before COVID, but I think now because we got to wear a mask, can't really have, you know, yeah, lipstick, mm-hmm. you know, on. <laughs> um, so it's like really cool to see um a lot of more like fresh you know, pretty natural makeup versus yeah. like the full on glam, which for a moment got really crazy. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I can see your highlight from like 10 feet away. Yeah. Like which,
1: where
0: are you going? Dude? Yeah.
2: Like no teeth, no shade, but I'm like, oh man. I'm yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> I I remember like chicks wearing like rhinestones on top of like their eyelashes, you know, on top. Yeah. It's, like, all like glam and be you know? Yep. But yeah, I, I like, I like it when girls wear like minimal makeup, like really natural, you know, and mm. just like keep it, keep it, like chill you know like i think that's pretty hot <laughs> but besides the point <laughs> so no, right- tell us more Mike. so you like the natural look <laughs> yeah but
2: i want to tell you that they're probably wearing a lot of makeup yeah damn it <laughs> this, is <true. laughs> this is true
0: i need to text somebody right yeah. now <laughs> yeah you're a liar it's <laughs> a skill yeah you wake up the next morning ah <laughs> the
2: no makeup makeup look <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so right now you said that what's in right now is more of a the natural one right
2: i mean that's what i've been seeing yeah to be honest i haven't really seen or at least on my feet i haven't been bombarded with like full-on glam Mm. um but also right now it's like halloween season so Mm. it's been really cool to see the creativity of people come out now that they really have the time to do stuff like that
0: yeah i was uh i was thinking what did What do you enjoy doing the most? What type of makeup do you enjoy doing the most? Glam or like more natural? Like what's your cup of tea?
2: Honestly, I like doing more natural makeup because um, going back to when I was talking about the men's grooming, um, you can easily make somebody look overly done or not make them look like they have makeup at all. Make them look very um, one-dimensional, very flat. I really enjoy doing that. Um, And once in a while, I'll switch it up and I'll do glam. Um, But I think like natural makeup is probably something that i really like which i feel if you would have asked me like 10 years ago i'd have been like what ew yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I feel like like because i have two sisters right yeah. and my sisters were always about like the more makeup the better you know like lipstick eyeshadow like all kinds of crazy stuff so um it's it's uh it's crazy that now like the natural thing's kind of a thing, you know. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, is it common for guys to wear makeup? Is that something that you see often or is that something that guys just do like when they're on set?
2: Um, It depends because um, I do have, you know, clientele that they do a lot, a lot of um, on camera stuff and it just kind of becomes second nature, you know, especially when they're, you know, meeting with like certain people, networks, you know, you want to look like how your headshot looks, Mm -hmm. is the kind of thing. So, as far as that, that's really the only thing I can say but you never know yeah now there's like tinted um face cream for men and yeah. tinted eye cream which I'm all about it mm. to be honest with you I'm super like you know I always ask like oh so do you moisturize <laughs> yeah
0: like <laughs> so what do you recommend <laughs> lots of things <laughs>
2: I'm really big on skincare
0: yeah yeah I was I was on it for a good minute I went to like the it's called the, the body shop
2: I think yes. I, I
0: dropped like 120 bucks, but it's- It's an investment. It, yeah, it's a good investment. And I had my routine for a, for a good while. And then it's just, it's an investment, like you said. So I can't justify dropping that money again, but it was cool while it lasted. You know, I ran out of like, a, I had like this this like um cream that you put on. It's not like cream. It's more like a- like A, a serum. A serum, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like you let it chill for a bit and then you scrub it and it, it, it turns into like, Booker almost like weird <laughs> texture, but it's just, I oh don't know. It's nice. It leaves your your face like glowy and mm-hmm. really silky and smooth.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The sooner you start a skincare routine, the better your skin's going to look as you get older. Definitely yeah. sunscreen. If that's one thing that you should do every day. Sunscreen. Yeah. Protect your skin from, you know, the sun. And that's how you also prevent a lot of wrinkles. Yeah. If you don't want to get Botox later, you yes. Buy some sunscreen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the sun damage is real. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's uh what's next for you? What's what does the future hold for you? What are what are some of your goals?
2: I don't know because you know a lot of us had lots of plans in 2020, and then the universe just went Wink.
0: yep yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I'm just kind of going with the flow, to be honest with you. And I definitely am kind of reassessing, um, where I would like to go next. Um, you know, I have jobs that are on hold that are you know there and. You know, hopefully we'll still be there once things, you know, settle down a bit more. But it's definitely got me thinking. You know, when I reach the certain personal pinnacle of mine, I'm like, maybe I would like to go back to school and be like a vet assistant. Yeah, I just can't see myself being a makeup artist. You know, in my fifties, because it takes a toll on your body, and I feel that's something yeah. a lot of people don't know. Like working twelve, thirteen, fourteen hour days sometimes. Like mm-hmm. as you start to get a little older, it's like mm-hmm. it. It takes yeah. yeah. It takes like a whole day for me to recover. Mm.
1: Yeah. Do you do anything to like um, like recover? Do you get like massages? Do you CBD
0: oil?
2: No, none of that. Just stay in bed all day (laughs) with my weighted blanket. (laughs) Not even. Just like sleeping all day, tossing (laughs) and turning. Yeah. Mm. (laughs)
3: That's cool.
1: How did you um? How did you get into like the uh like adult industry? Like, how did that whole job come to be?
2: I have, um, you know, my network of makeup artists, um, I had a, you know, super, super awesome friend of mine who's based in Vegas, and the company that she works for, uh, they were going to start filming in L.A. since a lot of them, a lot of the talent lives here in L.A. And um, she put me in touch with this really, really awesome guy who I'm, like, you know, cool friends with, like one of the most chillest down-to-earth dudes i've ever worked with and then he's like hey i got your info from so and so i'm like we'd love to have you on board blah 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 blah, blah. and that's kind of how it's been like i've been offered that before but i didn't really want to like take the plunge but mm-hmm. something felt right about um this particular production company that he works for mm-hmm. and a lot of it actually is very like clean pretty makeup so i really like it I like doing it. And like I said, it's like one of the most professional sets I've ever been on. So yeah, it's fun. Let's normalize it. There should be no shame attached to it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I could see, I could see it being like super professional. Cause even like as a guy, right. And you have a, you have a grown on a setting like that. You want to be really respectful so that they know, Hey, like uh, I'm this is my work. I'm not a creep. I'm just here to do my job, you know? And I want to make you feel comfortable. And I think, I think that's why it's the way it is, you know? Cause they, they want everyone to feel, like, comfortable in their own skin and just mm-hmm. chill vibes, I feel like. Yeah,
2: and mm-hmm. that's how, you know, they're selling you a fantasy. So, it's no different, really, than other productions. It's just a different type of genre is mm-hmm. the way I see it. Yeah.
0: You've, we, you've We've talked a lot about work, but how about, what do you do outside of work? What do you do for fun?
2: Nothing. Nothing? I hate people. <laughs> Toss and turn with a weighted <laughs> blanket, you said? He knows. What am I referring to my brother here? Um, <laughs> You know, it's not that much different than pre-COVID. Just, you know, hang out with, you know, my certain group of friends that are the same way that, you know, I I, I don't know if it's like getting older type of thing that you just have less tolerance for people or, you know, working on set with so many different personalities that you're just like, I don't want to be around people. I just want to chill. Um, But, you know, it's like just hang out with, you know, a few friends here and there, go out to eat, go out for a drive, um, take like, you know, a weekend off and go off somewhere. I mean, granted, haven't done that because of, you know, I'm still trying to be very mindful of not, you know, surrounding myself around people that don't really know where they've been except outside of work. Yeah. Um, So it's not that much different. It's just getting more creative. You know, in the beginning it was more like, okay, meet you at the park for a picnic and the picnic turned to like a full on eight hour day (laughs) at the park. Um, But, you know, I I think that, at least in my opinion and my group of friends, like, you know, we're all in our thirties. So it's, you know, we're not, we don't want to go to the club. Yeah. You know, we don't really want to be at a bar and I don't drink. And I'm like, so I'm like, it's not something that's as appealing to me. I just like, you know, hanging around people that are like-minded. Yeah. And just doing simple stuff. I'm pretty simple.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I feel like Joe and myself are the same way. We like surrounding ourselves, surrounding ourselves with people that are, doing cool stuff people that are like genuine and like uh like like genuine human beings because like yeah yeah people suck but not all of them you know yeah <laughs> so. the ones
2: that don't are the ones that you want to keep around
0: yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh what kind of music are you into
2: i still lo- listen to the same stuff i've been listening to for years um i mainly do like you know punk and hip-hop but i'm very open to a lot of stuff like I'm actually surprised that I like Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah, I like Bad Bunny. <laughs> yeah. So I you know, I've been pretty open to all of that. But yeah, like punk rock is my true love. Hell yeah. Have you done to
1: work with any bands? Any uh, punk bands?
2: I have. I have. <laughs>
0: That's cool. What's uh what's one of your favorite punk bands?
2: Well, to be specific, I really like cross punk. That's really like the genre of punk that I like. So uh-huh. my favorite band is called Doom.
0: Doom, okay. Yeah, they're
2: from England. And they were supposed to play this year at Punk Rock Bowling in Vegas. Oh, but obviously, shit, yeah. you know, obviously that's not happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw them like 12 years ago and they were supposed to play at this um venue in, in LA. And I don't know what happened last minute. They canceled it. So whoever was a promoter at the time somehow managed to convince <laughs> these poor little señoras at some guatemalan restaurant in like (laughs) south la to use their ballroom to have a full-on show and that's where i saw them play
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is tight
2: it was amazing somebody broke the amp so it's all distorted but it was it was good times
0: (laughs) that's that's pretty rad they had a there's a denny's down down here somewhere and they had like a full on show in the Denny's too. I think it what? made it, it. made it in the news. Like people yeah. we were moshing. It was insane. <laughs> it was in the... <laughs> so it was like one of those. Like, what the
2: hell? we like here. I'll I'll give you some money and I'll buy you beer. <laughs>
1: um. Cool. So we're we're like at one fifteen. Want to get into the questions?
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So we we got a bunch of questions. You know, we we uh, posted on Instagram saying, "Hey, like, ask a question." And I'm nervous. People asked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll filter them too because um.
2: you can show me the the ones that don't make it <laughs> <laughs> off the record
0: off the
1: record um yeah i don't think we got any real naughty ones um but i'll start off with uh the first one is who or what inspires you
2: who or what inspires me mm, my family because uh they made a lot of sacrifices Uh and you know they definitely instill the hard work so Mm. really what i'm trying to do is to pay it forward someday Mm. and i know that you know to them they're kind of traditional so i you know just want to make sure that they know that i'm gonna be okay and i'm not going to struggle and hopefully you know be able to take care of my parents at some point
0: yeah that is tight because i'm the same way I feel like my, my goal is to be better than my dad. Like, not in a bad way, but in the sense where, we're, like, my dad came, you know, I'm a first-generation American. My dad came from Mexico. We didn't grow up with much, you know, and my my dad got so far. And I was, all right, cool. My dad got to this level. I'm going to level up and do better. Yeah. And in return, I'm, I am I want to be in a position where I could take care of both my mom and my dad and say, hey, you guys don't have to work no more. Like, I yeah. got you guys. You Same,
2: because we're first generation, too. So it's kind of that thing where if it wasn't for all the sacrifices and struggles they made, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, seems very unconventional, you know, especially being first generation. You're like, you do what? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like when are you going back to school? I still get that from my mom. When really? are you going uh, back to school? No. <laughs> you know, I think it's just like a, a mom thing. You know, they yeah. just worry. They just want you to be okay. You know, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I I feel like she probably feels like you're just oh you're painting people. You're playing with makeup. That's yeah. But <laughs> the other day I
2: sent her a picture of like some wounds that I did with blood, and she's like what is that? Is that real? I'm like, no, I just did that. She's like, oh, I'm going to share it with my friend on my WhatsApp. And like, okay. Hell yeah. So
0: you do like FX work too? I like- do.
2: I don't get to do it as often as I want. Yeah. Um, But when I do, it's like, it's mm-hmm. super... It's super cool to me because Mm -hmm. there's always that one person on set that's kind of queasy and they know it's makeup. They're watching me do it and they're like, ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, because I follow, uh, you know, I have a couple of friends on Instagram that do makeup and they'll post some of the work. I'm like, oh, shit, like, it looks real, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It looks looks gory. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool because, like, the majority of your job, you know, is basically to, like, fix things. Yeah. You know, fix, you know. Uh, skin issues and stuff and cover mm-hmm. up stuff. So I'm sure it's a nice little like change of pace to do something super creative, like yeah, special effects like makeup. Yeah, more weird makeup, more yeah. blood, more yeah. sweat.
2: And I'm like, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like that.
0: <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool, so uh,
1: the next one is, what keeps you so grounded and humble? From the same
2: person. <laughs> Who is this person? They must know me. <laughs> um
0: we can't disclose that information. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: I'm very persuasive. I'll get my way. Um
0: I'll arm wrestle you for that information. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I mean, I'm not always down to earth and humble, but I you know, I recognize when I when I'm getting to that point, because I wasn't always that way. Um so I feel it's like, you know, a lot of my past mistakes. And how to just always just be a better person, or you know, how can I turn this into a better, you know, uh, life lesson and mm-hmm. not to take things personal? You know, if somebody is projecting something onto me, I recognize that it's, you know, it's not me that I'm doing something, you know, it's, it's them. So it's always just having like that boundary. I think mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. And just, I'm very spiritual you know it's like now it's trendy with like crystals and stuff like that but i've always been into that and yeah. you know and it's very interesting how that journey of mine it's you know uh placed certain people in my life that i've you know kind of helped in that journey or they're like i can't talk to anybody about this because you know they're gonna think i'm crazy and yeah. i'm like i know exactly where you're coming from and mm-hmm. people that you know you just very energy based, where you just like know like mm.
0: Yeah. oh hell no mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they
2: call them energy vampires because yeah. they're like this bright light or whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever their spirit sees whatever you want to call it and they just want to suck the life out of you and yeah. I'm like <clears throat> I'm like nope
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I avoid those people and um, I wouldn't say that I'm spiritual but I'm really I'm really in a sense kind of I, I feel people's energy right yeah like, and And, like, yeah, like right now, it's dope, you know if, if there's someone that's bad or like I just get like this feeling I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk to that person or I'll stay away, you know, yeah, so I think for the most part i'm I'm pretty blessed to be in a position where everyone that's that i that I hang out with is like someone that I could comfortably take you to and be like, and and you're gonna feel safe with them, you know, yeah, or not,
2: not be like, oh, just heads up, like that person gets crazy. Mm-hmm. I cut them off at you know yeah. a certain point, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the fourth beer or whatever, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, Ryan here um, at at this building, he has sage and he does like this whole little technique. Yep. And I'm like, "Yo, dude, come to the room. You know, <laughs> don't forget the room." Come to <laughs> yep. the room,
2: and it works. Yeah, it works.
0: Yeah, it just it just feels it feels like, like it feels light. Like, mm.
2: <gasps> yep. I always say, you know, it's like we're our uh, spirits having a uh, human experience. Because, you know, whether you're religious or spiritual or not, it's it's more s- socially acceptable to say, you know, yeah, you know, when somebody passes away, they're like, you know, their spirit lives on. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's what we are at the end of the day. We're spirits having a human experience. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah.
1: How'd you get into that? Is like your family into that? Is your family like spiritual or?
2: I mean, I don't want to say we were like traditional Catholics. I think it was just, you know, ingrained in the culture, but um you know we always just believed in something and but for me like since i was little i was always very sensitive to stuff and i would see stuff Mm -hmm. um and you know i just kind of embraced it you know when later in life certain people came into my life for a reason and you know made me feel comfortable embracing that side of me
0: yeah so um we are very close to Halloween. Do you have any ghost stories? Anything that, that you've seen or that you want to share?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: we'll put some, like, spooky sounds to the <laughs> 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 It's that is spooky.
2: Um, because my friends are going, you know, they're excited that I did this because they know I'm so antisocial. They're like, oh, my God, yay. Um, they know these stories. Mm. Um, you know, I, for some reason, have... Um, Uh, loved ones of close friends come visit me in dreams and you know a lot of the time it's people i've never met in real life and i always feel like i'm doing a disservice if i don't relay the message so i'm always like Mm. i know this is gonna sound weird but and they're like what yeah and i tell them and you know they'll like call me right away and typically you know friends of mine that i don't really talk over the phones just like a text type of thing they're like holy shit that's exactly how my grandma looked like, or that's exactly how my dad looked like, Whoa. or like, yeah, you know, they confirm stuff. Yeah. Or like, you know, I, I'll just sound like, you don't have to say anything, just, you know, let that sink in, whatever that might mean to you. And later they'll be like, Hey, remember when you told me that, you know, my loved one said this and that, or this and that, and they're like, this happened. They're like, thank you.
0: <laughs> that's so crazy. When did that start happening to you? Oh
2: my God. My whole life.
0: So are you like a neutral that's what they call it like
2: i don't like to label myself anything but i definitely can say you know i've had scary experiences so i've learned you know through a really great friend of mine who is extremely extremely you know gifted in that world um how to block stuff yeah so mm. you know i do palo santo around the house and have crystals and, <laughs> and stuff uh so that energy like that does not come to me
1: yeah yeah i used to be like a really big <laughs> skeptic of like energy and people would talk about it. And then I went to Mexico and I went to a ranch that has like a pretty famous like energy circle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously like, cause I'm skeptical. I'm like, I'm not going in there. It's gonna be a waste of time. Blah, blah, Cause they would tell you stuff like, Oh, just imagine the things that you really want in life. You know, they would like already put the thought in your head. Mm-hmm. So I was just sitting outside and, um, I was there for a few minutes and then my nose started bleeding like a lot. What? And I've never gotten a nosebleed in my life, and I was just and then everybody's like, "It's a sign, dude. You got to go in." I'm like, "I'm outside, and my nose is bleeding. I'm not going inside, <laughs> dude." Are you
2: kidding me? Yeah.
1: And ever Are since then, I'm scared.
2: Like, Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never having a nosebleed, dude, that was terrifying. I was like, uh, Maybe
2: you were purging something.
1: Thanks. So, I don't know. Hopefully,
0: you got some bad juju
1: out. I don't know, <laughs> but it's crazy.
0: There's uh, just some guy in downtown. He does like ghost tours, and uh, uh my friend Rudy like knows him or. No, they they're friends, uh, and with this guy, he said that uh, everywhere he goes, there's like spirits like trying to like talk to him because mm-hmm. they all want they all want to relay a message, you know. Yeah. And I was like, shit, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, I don't know, I I, I just tripped that when I heard that. Like, imagine like you're just going about your day and like you have all these spirits like, yo, bro, like, hey, 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 and then you have someone else, hey, and you're like, dude, like, leave me alone, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just what came to mind when mm. when you said about the dream, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I mean I've had celebrities that have passed on that again I'd never met in this world and then they come to me in dreams and I'm like what the hell? Hmm. It's weird.
0: It's crazy how that works. Yeah. So are you are you a fan of Halloween?
2: Yes. I wish it was Halloween every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so um do you do you normally dress up? Well obviously you dress up every every year.
2: I don't. This is actually gonna be the first year that I'm not working because, you know, mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be having parties. And also, if anybody does hit me up, you know, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Yeah. Um, But I'm excited because I feel it's going to be the first year I can actually like do something, like do a full on look and enjoy it and just have a movie marathon at home.
0: Mm. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of what's your favorite scary movie?
2: The Witch. The Witch. Because that one actually creeped me out yeah <laughs> that one really creeped me out but my favorite like horror movie of all times actually uh nightmare on elm street
0: mm, yeah, that's, that's good, a good it's a
2: classic yes i saw it when i was six years old and uh Jeez. with the neighbor at the time <laughs> yeah she's like you want to see this movie because she had older sisters and i was just so fascinated by it like i, I wasn't scared by it at all but i have not seen the exorcist in the entirety because that shit is real bro that shit is real and i don't like child's play because um, Chucky's creepy yeah
0: (laughs) I I feel like when it comes to scary movies when it's like like Jason or like like a a killer trying to like you know like kill you like like I'm not scared someone's coming at me like I'm coming back at you you know Mm -hmm. but when it's like spiritual shit it's like dude what do I do you know like you're (laughs) you're pretty much screwed at that point so Mm -hmm. uh, The Exorcist I, I watched it when I was like a little kid it scarred me for life Really? Like yeah, dude, like that that's like that the way they did her makeup and everything, mm. like that shit's scary. Like some of the stuff that she says, I'm like, "Oh hell no." Like <laughs> that's like I can't. That's like <laughs> like like my my top <laughs> scary movie. you are like, "Nope. Yeah, I don't want to watch it." <laughs> Supposedly
2: know? there's like rumors that there was like a curse for all the people that worked on that set. Kind of like the Poltergeist. Yeah. Wow.
0: Like a lot of people died, right, or mm-hmm. something? Mhm. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, I've never seen it
1: like from start to finish either. I don't know it's yeah i just it's hard for me to watch and it's like i get a lot of shit for it because i am like a film student Mm -hmm. i get a lot of shit for like not being able to sit through those movies because like they just a lot of them don't hold up and it's just hard for me to get out of like the technical aspect of it i'm like oh god that looks like yeah because you're
2: like "Mm," like me when i'm like looking at makeup continuity i'm like (laughs) They didn't look the same in like two scenes before, <laughs> yeah. like somebody messed up. Or, you know, it kind of comes down to like, we'll fix it in post. I'm yeah. sure you get that a lot. Oh, God. That's like the <laughs> worst thing to tell anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Make me look buff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you make me look like 40 pounds lighter? I'm
0: like, mm, <laughs> I can't, no. but I won't. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, is there any other questions, Joe? Yeah, dude. I don't know how to read, bro. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> ESL or what? Uh, top two must have products.
2: Ooh. Um, lip balm and face cream. Mm. Not even makeup, just like skincare stuff. Because mm-hmm. good makeup starts with good skin.
1: We need a good canvas, huh?
2: Yep. So you, you need to go back to the body shop <laughs> and get back on your routine. Because you've got good skin, so... You just got to maintain it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I need to wear something. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard anybody tell Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I'll, I'm going to tell my mom about you. And yeah, yeah gonna I mean, that.
2: I could talk all day about, you know, just products mm. and like, what do I need? Like, mm. seriously, I love, I love that. Because I also like the edu- educational aspect of it. Yeah. Because when I said earlier that I also worked for makeup brands, um, that's something that, you know, also was like... Uh, ingrained in us like you know this is what this and this is good for us for our mm-hmm. products so i'm like mm-hmm. oh
0: yeah and, and that's good because like if you don't know you don't know you know so it's good yeah
2: i could just you know be like yeah this is the best thing on there and it could be a product that could completely be reactive to your skin you know what i mean yeah
1: mm. yeah that makes sense yeah because my friend um she just opened up like a i'm my butcher's es- esthetician yeah or yeah and um she wants me to do like a video for her. And she's like, hey, come down. And like, like she's like, have you ever had like a facial before? And I was you like- You should
2: do it. And
1: I did it. And it was like the craziest experience. And then like afterwards I was like, damn, <laughs> like my skin was fucked right? up, what? <laughs> oh. you know? They fucked you up? No, no, like, like oh. I didn't realize how bad my oh, skin okay, was. Okay. Until after the facial and she like uh, did a whole, she did like a light peel and like mm. all this
2: stuff. And I was like. But then you left your skin glowing. Yeah. And yeah. I was
0: like,
1: damn, who this?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you shower, the water runs down fast. <laughs> <laughs> <It> slides. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, here's a question. I think this is a good one. Uh, what did you have to learn the hard way in the industry that you wish you were advised on?
2: Um. Don't. Uh, be very mindful on your time because mm-hmm. if you tell somebody how long is it going to take and you say 15 minutes and it takes 25 minutes, uh, time is money, especially on set and everybody's waiting yeah. on you. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, you know, nobody likes that. You know, you come on set and everybody gives you the stink eye um, because, you know, the longer somebody takes, the longer the day goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think definitely be very conscious of your time and be honest, you know, because, you know, if you wanna be somebody, just, you know, for anybody working on set, if you're starting out, like always be mindful of your time and give the correct, you know, time frame. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, even if like you're afraid it's gonna take longer than they probably want, at least they'll know, like, okay, blah, blah, blah. and then if you finish early, then like, yeah, they're like, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, So You always overestimate a little bit. Yeah, so if
2: you say, oh, 20 minutes, you really mean i'll be done in 15
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um so uh you might have touched on this but you know we'll ask again uh what is one of your favorite things about your career
2: um since i am freelance i do like that um i'm able to jump from job to job and for me that keeps um things interesting and fresh for me Mm -hmm. um i have worked you know on tv shows and series where i've become very close to like the crew and the talent but then you're kind of you know confined to just that job um so i do like the ability to you know be like yeah i'll take that job or like Mm -hmm. no i can't do it i'm booked i'll pass it on to somebody else
0: yeah it's a pretty awesome feeling just just freedom Mm -hmm. in a sense
2: yeah but you know and it's also taken a long time because i've been doing this for over a decade and i want to say in the last five years this is really when things started taking mm. off so it's just always just grinding 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 and yeah. networking
1: yeah in the beginning you pretty much have to take anything you can get exactly and then after a while then you get to a point where i'm sure this is where you're at where you you're pretty much like i can't do it like you start denying jobs yeah and that's when it's like oh hell yeah dude. yeah you're like, like
0: finally you know <laughs> yeah it feels great yeah like
2: that sorry (laughs) i want to take a day (laughs) off
0: would you say it's important to like be cool on set with everyone like you know everyone that's there Uh, just because i feel like if you're a dick they're like man don't cause this chick like she sucks and blah 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 like she'll put a a bad name but if you keep it cool with everyone they'll be like yo this chick is dope she's on top of her shit like Mm -hmm. call her is that always
2: be cool and always be professional and i'll tell you why um Besides that, you always want to carry yourself in that manner. You never know who's watching. And um, about uh, two years ago, I was like on some, on some like uh shoot, that my friend recommended me for that she couldn't do because she had a little baby at the time, so she had to mm-hmm. pass it up. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I went in not knowing anybody. Um, and it's always a little bit nervous because you just you know when they've already been working with the same people, they're always kind of like, uh, who's this person, um. And, you know, I was only there maybe, like, a week. But then, like, some months later, I get a call from somebody saying, like, oh, you came highly recommended are you're available for this shoot. And, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. But I, I could not for the life of me find in call sheets or text message who gave my information to this person and yeah. why I came so highly recommended. But it was kind of cool. And then when I show up to set... It was the camera people from that series that I worked on that I never had the opportunity to actually introduce myself to because it was like, go, 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 go. And they're like, Lizzie. And the fact that they even remember my name, I was like, oh, shit. You know, like the fact that we never, ever talked and made eye contact, but I made that much of an impression on you Mm -hmm. means a lot. So always, always be professional no matter what. Because, yeah, if you're difficult to work with, no matter how good you are, mm-hmm. if you're difficult, you're not going to get a call back mm-hmm. and you're going to get a reputation. And unfortunately, could <clears throat> you could end up getting blacklisted.
1: Yeah, yeah. I tell people that all the time. Like, if you're on set, like, just try to be as cool as possible because you never know who is going to give you your next job. Yeah. And two, like you're saying, like, it, I've always said, like, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're an asshole, you will never get work. Yeah. You know, you might get some here and there. Yeah. But, like. You know, having building that network, dude. Nobody wants to work with an asshole. Doesn't matter how
0: fucking good. Yeah,
2: or. especially when you have to be with somebody for long yeah, hours yeah. on end in a small space.
0: Mm. Damn, just feel like choking someone, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I feel like that's true. Even outside of set, I think that's true. Something that you should apply in your in your personal life. Yeah, and life, yeah, yeah,
2: any life. Yeah, yeah. Any profession, any any job doesn't matter.
0: Yeah like just you know in, in in general just don't cool guy people just be chill with everyone don't be an asshole like like joe said you don't you don't know who you don't know who you're meeting you know you don't know who that person is that you're talking to yeah. you know and, and and sometimes we all get into a place where we need help mm-hmm. and again no one no one wants to help out an asshole
2: mm-hmm, yeah mhm
3: mhm
0: on that note uh, if you were a golden girl <laughs> who's who
1: in your squad <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I would be Blanche. <laughs> I know who wrote this. <laughs> um Michelle, as much as she thinks she is Blanche, I'm Blanche. She's Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> That's shade. That settles um, that. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Adriana would be Rose. Mm-hmm. And then why am I blanking out on the other one? <laughs> Whatever the last one. That's left is my other friend who I won't name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I recently watched like full episodes of that show.
2: I like, love hit. that dude, show.
1: I had no idea it was that funny. Like, yeah. Dude, it like took like, me by surprise. You're
2: just like, oh, ladies. On yeah, it's like but this is going to be good. Yeah, especially because it was you know filmed in the 80s. And mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff that they were the, the, is in the dialogue. I'm sure was, you know, provocative at the time, mm-hmm. especially for women of- that age and i'm yeah. saying it you know air quotations because mm-hmm. they really weren't that old but you know they were deemed old yeah
1: in the industry they were ancient yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like sophia oh that was the last character yeah she was actually the youngest of the cast and she i i read somewhere that she would spend up upwards to like two hours in the makeup chair to make her look older
0: wow, wow. that's insane Imagine oh, you God. imagine that with your job, you're like, Fuck Sophia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, two
2: whole hours to do age makeup.
1: Jeez, that's so crazy.
0: Yeah, that show was cool, man. Like they
1: <laughs> I found it to be really entertaining, just like how hard they go in on each other. Yeah.
2: I was like, dude, they're this shady. Is awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> call <laughs> each other <laughs> sluts.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, really? God,
2: was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to watch it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have to check it out. Yeah, it's funny,
1: dude. I was it was like one AM or something and yeah. I was like oh man i was just laughing
0: my ass off in the living room by myself <laughs> freaking joke yeah dude it was a good show it was a good show who does your hair
2: my really good friend ingrid, ingrid. she's my hairstylist she's super amazing super talented uh she's the one that convinced me to put orange in my hair because i was like let's do pink because i went you know when quarantine happened i had just done my hair pink yeah and i have a thing with always wanting to change my hair color every time i would go see her so I had to stock up on lots of pink hair dye while the salons were closed. You can imagine. So I have, you know, still an arsenal of pink hair color. And so when I finally was able to go see her, I was like, well, I want pink again. She's like, let's do orange. And I was like, well, can we keep the other side pink? Because I still have a lot of hair color at home. And I've this is by far, I think, the most... Uh, feedback as far as like compliments on my hair color that i've gotten and also this is the longest i've ever had my hair yeah so i usually have like a bob mm-hmm. i usually love to have like a a mohawk underneath or one side shape just because i have naturally curly hair so i have a lot of hair and it makes styling easier but yeah. in quarantine i learned to just let my hair grow and i like it
0: yeah
2: Maybe mm-hmm. but to actually style it now
0: yeah, there's a lot of good that's came, that's came out of quarantine and COVID, you know. It's not all bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of people a lot of people have found themselves, a lot of people have taken a step back and and just uh uh figure out a, a game plan, you know. So it, it's cool. Yeah. A lot of people are having babies too and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Staying busy making babies. <laughs> all my socio friends. <laughs> all those dirty
1: birds, huh? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's true though. Like, um, like w- I mean, we started up this podcast again. Like, I got to spend like months at a time with my family, that which was never possible before. You know, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of positive
0: stuff out of it. Mike's
1: starting a pizza shop.
2: Yeah, I'm excited you know? for that. I better be there at the grand opening. Dude, I'll hit you up. You saw my yeah. tattoo. Yeah, that's, that's
0: it. When when you when you when I saw you had a pizza tattoo, I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's pretty tight. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll call you for sure. Yeah. You guys better come down.
2: Yeah, we're, we'll come through. We gotta support Rasa.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm. If uh, if I ever need makeup, I'll hit you up. Uh, <laughs> yes, because
2: you know people are gonna be like, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So you know we won't Ooh. tell anybody you have makeup. you are gonna like be that. like.
0: Keep you on you're the, you're
2: going to know yeah, keep it or the when they out. hear this you
0: know they're... <laughs> now they're going <laughs> to damn, Mike, you looking good, bro. <laughs> so for for uh for people, you know, wanting to get their makeup done, whether it's a guy or a girl, how do they find your information?
2: Um I feel like the most way people find me, um people outside of like my clientele list is Instagram or uh, word of mouth, but anybody can find me on Instagram. I don't actually really post my work on there. I'm like that weird of makeup artists that doesn't ever really post work on there um but they can always hit me up
0: okay what's your instagram
2: it's lizzy l-i-z-z-y underscore lawless lizzy lawless after lucy lawless from xena Mm. it's an old myspace name actually
0: really (laughs) yeah it just carried it carried on yep yeah (laughs) I, i think uh like my my instagram name too is like super old like it's old i i i came up with it when i was like a teenager you know and uh, when Instagram, I found out about it, I didn't know what it was going to be, you know? So I thought, oh, screw it. I'll just, I'll use the same name on this <laughs> shit, you know?
2: Yeah, that's how it was. From like, my space, Facebook to Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep the same. Yeah.
0: Mm. So now like, I'm a grown-ass dude with like a, <laughs>
2: a, a like a,
0: like a childish uh, Instagram name you know but whatever
2: whatever it is what it is <laughs> right
0: So uh, you're on Instagram Any, anywhere else that people could find you
2: uh, yes, if you want to read me talking a lot of shit to Sunders, I'm also on Twitter under the same <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact President Obama's official Twitter account follows me.
0: damn so i'm pretty sure i
2: because i talk i'm very vocal about women's rights Mm. and i like to go in on you know state representatives from small towns that feel that you know they want to impose you know their beliefs on women hell yeah i'm sure i was found somewhere like that by obama (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it kind of scares me because uh I went through the list of like the half a million people that has followed on that account. And a lot of them are fake accounts or bots. So I'm like, it might be watched? Yeah. Who knows? Mm. You never know nowadays. <laughs> Shit cray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just got to delete your TikTok. and all that Right. That fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, before we uh, come to an end on this podcast, is there any shout outs or maybe uh, anything else that you'd like to add in to this episode?
2: I just want to say thank you for... Asking me to be on here, definitely it was a really cool experience. And I hope that uh, you guys and whoever's listening learned a little thing or two about makeup.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. We give it up to you. Uh, thank you for saying yes to us. Um, and thank you for, you know, driving down here with your bro. You're the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> he's like,
1: I just came for the food after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's on a sick one. Yeah. He's on a sick sequin. <laughs> Hell yeah! But yeah, like usual, you know, like with the video and like this, you did great. Yeah, you, you know, no, no
2: need to be nervous. I know. It's just, uh, you know, we're uh, we're our own worst critics or judges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But hey, I put myself out there, and that's what matters. Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm the one who edits the podcast, so listening to my own voice is kind of a nightmare.
2: Well, that's how I feel. Like listening to my voice, I'm like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. But now I'm like, I'm used to it. And now I don't give a shit. But at first, I was like, damn, I sound like that. And how do
2: then, we get you on Fools Gone Wild's podcast? Dude, we, <laughs> know, <be tight. laughs> we need to start a petition.
0: Yeah, we need to get him verified too.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Peter Pepino. (laughs) El Pedro Pepino. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Hell yeah. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Till next time. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: See you next week.